Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier today with our friend Mark Chalmers, CEO of Energy Fuels. They're building the U.S. critical minerals hub at their White Mesa mill. Uh, they also announced uh, yesterday the uh, NEO uh, agreement there um, to enable them to extract and process rare earths from uh, monocyte. Exciting developments there. He talks us through how they've got to where they are today because they're up six times from the lows of uh, last year. Finally cracked through the billion dollar barrier, um, which we predicted, uh, Canadian admittedly. Uh, and we're quite excited to, to see what they're going to be doing this year on the rare side. But let's not forget, they're also a uh, uranium and vanadium company. So lots to talk about. If you want our views on that, the conversation, Mark, the company, all of the above, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There is commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies, including our weekly uranium show, uh, which you might enjoy. Um, we also have training courses on there to help you with the diligence process. We've got summaries of all the interviews that we've done just to save you some time because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their ideas and thoughts with each other in a nice, friendly, safe environment, free from trolling, abuse, and judgment, uh, go and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. Mark Chalmers, how are we, sir? I couldn't be better, man. I, I kind of guessed you'd say that. I saw the press release. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, no, thanks. Um, well, you know, we've, we've been moving quick. And, um, you know, we've, we, we announced we were getting in the rare earth business in April of last year. And we haven't even come up on a year. And, and I think we're burning some real rubber here. And I think the market is finally taking note of the, the way we're executing our strategy, the efficiency of the strategy, um, and the depth of the strategy as we go forward here. Okay, so um, share price has rocketed. I think the market, I say, has reacted. They're seeing and listening to what you're doing here. Are we going to still talk the language of we're still fundamentally uh, a uranium business with some vanadium and we happen to be doing a little bit of rare earths or are we now a rare earths company? Well, I think we're a critical materials company. And, uh, you know, I've always said we're first and foremost a uranium company. I mean, that's where we've got a long history uh, and track record there. Um, but uh, the, the, the rare earths, the, you know, the, the, introduction to rare earths has just been fantastic. I mean, it fits so nicely with our core business. So, you know, when we process rare earths, we're recovering uranium. So we're by no means trying to become something else. Um, we're just trying to capitalize on uh, the, you know, the unique position we're in uh, with the White Mesa Mill and what it can do. Yeah, well, it's, it's interesting, actually, but the 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 rare earth component has really caught the imagination of the marketplace because we've got all this EV thematic going on, greener investing, but you know also um, cleaner supply chains. Uh, we've heard the language of um, you know critical minerals, uh, uh, you know security um, of, of uh, min minerals. Um, this is all helping feed into what you're doing. I'm sure that that, that language is feeding into what you're doing, but. Are you surprised at how quickly this has taken off for you? You know, I think I am a bit surprised because, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a bit of conservative. Um, we knew it, we could move forward quite quickly, but um, uh, at the same time, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased with uh, 
the inbounds that are coming in and uh, people that are interested in the monazite plan. You know, the monazite plan is, is, is a differentiator from others in, in the rare earth space because our ability to handle uh, the monazite sands that contain uranium, uh, the uranium ore that we can process. Um, and and I'm, I'm, I'm very surprised at um, the level of interest that we're getting uh, every day when I come to work or during the day, I never know who's going to call me and I never know what email is going to pop in, but it has been very exciting with people that are taking note of what we're doing around the world. Okay, we talked last time out about the Camorra's deal with the monocyte, and we'll probably touch upon it in a minute. Also, I want to talk about this press release. I want to get into the details of this um, you know, Neo Performance Metals Agreement that you've got. But you intrigued me. What do you mean inbounds from like who? Well, I think inbounds from uh, people around the world that are involved in the rare earth business, uh, inbounds from uh, groups that, that could have interest in our products uh, over time. Um, I mean, we had an inbound the other day from a significant uh, automobile manufacturer that called us. And, uh, you know, I think that's a, a significant reflection on the appreciation of the, the progress we're making. And as I said, the monazite plant, as you know, our focus on, you know, the, the best sources of rare earths uh, and uranium um, as, you know, our plan as being our main focal point uh, as we take these first few steps forward. So, uh, you know, I think that there's some substantial endorsement of what we're doing and how we're doing things. And uh, Matt, as, as you know, I have this phrase, I, I know what I don't know. And, and the people that we partnered with, you know, the pedigree of Camores, the pedigree of Neo, you know, Jack Lifton, uh, Brock O'Kelly and Constantine, uh, and that is going to continue. We're working on that right now. And, uh, you know, I've said this to you before, people that say we don't know what we're doing with not figure it out, that is baloney. It is baloney. We are figuring it out and we are moving forward. Every step has a purpose to it. And um, if people like what they've seen with the Comoros Agreement and the NEO Agreement, they should like the rest of the year because we are talking to a lot of other people and it is our goal that we're going to continue to build this picture so it's very clear on how we're going forward quickly and cost effectively. Okay. When automotive companies get involved, but get, get your lawyers ready to deny any connection to Tesla. That's, that's what I've learned over the past few months. Uh, <laughs> right. Let, let's, talk, let's talk about the actual uh, announcement today. Um, the agreement with NEO is to do what? What, what are both parties buying into? Well, um, Camorra's is mining monazite sands. Uh, you know, we're processing the monazite sands into earth carbonate, uh, but there is no separation. The next step is separation, and there is no commercial separation in the United States. So, so we had to go somewhere with that product. We either had to hold it or had to find somewhere that we could take the next step for separation. And um, uh, NEO has their Silmet operation in Estonia. That's the only separation facility in Europe. And so that was uh, a, a quite a logical uh, outcome for us, uh, particularly with, with uh, uh, our uh, association with, with NEO and, and Constantine and his team. So, uh, you know, we're able to uh, come up with an agreement so that we can uh, do separation of this initial material um, that we're getting from Kimors as we process it. Uh, and that helps provide some cash flow. So, um, 
it's 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 like a commercial um, pilot plan. Uh, it's large enough that that we can prove this up at at commercial scale, but it's small enough that it's still controllable. And what's really exciting to me is that with current rare earth prices, uh, we'll actually probably make a little bit of money on this, uh, which is again remarkable when we're looking at this first step. So um, it it just fits nicely all across the board and it shows the market that we are moving through these different steps quicker, faster and using existing equipment that's available. And the total capital cost for these three steps is probably a couple million dollars. We did this with a couple million dollars for this, this kind of consortium approach. And, and I think that should blow people's minds away because we used existing equipment, limited capital, and we're moving forward uh, you know, at a rate. We think this is the first uh, monazite uh, material that's been uh, mined, uh, processed, and separated uh, in over 20 years um, outside of China. But why is NEO coming to you? This is what I want people to maybe, you know, be, well, certainly be asking you, I'm asking you now on their behalf, which is why is NEO come to you? They could have gone anywhere in the world, couldn't they? NEO um, has operations in a number of um, countries, including China. Um, you know, I think that uh, and NEO is not in the mining business. Um, so, you know, they get their raw materials uh, from others. Um, uh, and, and I think they're just looking for an opportunity here to diversify some of their supplies. I don't think they have any uh, intention of, of not using their current suppliers. Uh, but we just reflect, uh, represent uh, another source that's, uh, you know, based out of the United States. So, so look at it. I think it just uh, helps Neo uh, have a little bit more diversification. And um, I know that Constantine, when I first met Constantine in April uh, on the phone, we still haven't met in person because of COVID. Uh, Constantine uh, was very excited about the Monazite plan. And um, publicly, a number of times, he talks about it as a potential game changer in the rare earth space, a game changer. And um, I hope he's right because he's my advisor, but I, I think he is right. And I think, um, you know, again, this goes back to what I said before. People are taking note of the plan. So the, the game changer component is what the plant's able to do for you now, right? With this kind of, we'll call it a pilot. But how do you move it forward? What's that going to cost you? Look, for making the rare earth carbonate uh, at White Mesa, uh, maybe we need to spend another couple, two or three million dollars. Uh, but that would take us up to significant scale. It may be maybe 10, 15 times greater than we're currently looking at um, for making a rare earth carbonate. Now, if we, we eventually move into separation, and I think we will, and we'll still have an agreement with with NEO to separate in Europe, but to move the next step at White Mesa, um, it will cost us some money. But again, the strike rate is going to be uh, very, very competitive for separation. Uh, we don't have exact numbers right now, but we're probably talking uh, uh, $100 or $200 million or something. We're not talking billions here, Matt. So, um, you know, we think that, again, our capital strike rate is going to be phenomenal going forward for full integration, full integration. And we also believe our operating costs, because the focus on this, this um, 
monazite sands, which are the highest grade rare earth feeds that you can get, 50 to 60% of total rare earths um, is going to be extremely attractive as well. So we think from a capital strike and an operating cost, um, we're in a very good spot. We do have to keep increasing the amounts of feed that we have coming in the plant. And we have a number of people that we're talking to right now that are interested in participating in that with us. Okay. You know, you're now a billion dollar plus Canadian, a Canadian dollar company. It's nice. Yeah, look, look at it. It's, it, it, it's, we've gotten a substantial appreciation. Actually, everybody in the resource space has gotten a lot of lift out of those last few months, and as has a lot of the, the pure play uranium plays. Um, and, and yeah, you know, we're, 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 we're lifting a lot of market cap now. Uh, but again, I think that our plan to be a critical uh, mineral or material supplier uh, is different, and we have you know optionality over uh, a number of different critical minerals. Uh, and I also think that when you look at the, the supply and demand uh, projections uh, for particularly rare earths, uh, you know it's like ten percent year on year for the next ten to fifteen years. I mean, uranium they're talking about you know one or two percent year on year uh, increase in in demand, but rare earths is 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 ten percent plus. So, um, you know, again, I think we're in a, a unique position and, um, you know, but we have to demonstrate to the market that, that, you know, we're worth that market cap and we have room to grow. And, and I believe we do substantial room to grow. Where I was going with that was if you're looking, potentially looking at raising a hundred, $200 million, now's a good time to go out for it, isn't it? Well, there's worse times to go after it. Um, you know, we're taking, again, our, 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 our steps carefully, but I am um, absolutely convinced that in this market we're in right now, particularly with how we're building this initiative, that we can raise all the money we need for full integration right now, right now, if we choose to. I'm not saying we're going to do it right now, but we could. And, uh, you know, we're still trying to, to put together some additional agreements, uh, you know, similar to the Kimors and, and the Neos. And, you know, we'll be building on that story. Uh, and if we need to, uh, you know, we can do it. And, um, and I think, again, uh, for our shareholders and for the world to see that there's a, a quickly emerging, fully integrated rare earth supplier, um, I think that's pretty exciting, and I think that the world investors will welcome that, uh, particularly uh, a number of these ESG funds uh, that are focused on sustainability and green energy, and you know, we would hope to grow that initiative with the market over time. Okay, I, I can understand the, the, the cautious language, et cetera, but um, it's, it's a really good time to go and raise, raise capital. If you did do that, would you be expecting some help from the U.S. government? Because, again, they're talking this big language of critical mineral lists and security of access to critical minerals. Um, or was that not really on the agenda? Well, um, you know, we did have this initial uh, uh, award from the government to, to, to do some work for them, and we finished that. Um, look, I think there's a good chance that we will get some support from the U.S. government. Uh, because of how exciting in advance we're getting our initiative. But 
we're going to position ourselves to where we do not need the U.S. government to support us. We can do it on our own. And that means we can do it quicker, faster um, on our own. Uh, certainly, if the government appreciates uh, what we're doing um, and they want to uh, participate with this, you know, you know, we're certainly open for that type of assistance. But, but we're prepared to do it on our own um, because we think that we will have the robust economics um, because of the plan that I've mentioned, the focus on monazite, um, that, that this is just a very unique spot that we're in and, um, and it, can, it can carry its own weight if it has to. Okay. And with just you reminded me, with the Comores deal, um, significant deal, potentially in terms of revenues coming in, but not, not a significant um, use of the White Mesa mill, per se, you know, in terms, in terms of the, what, what would be going through the mill. It's not significant in itself, which says two things. It says that you can go and, go, go and get a whole bunch more deals or upsize your, um, your, your uh, agreement with, with Comores. Um, and still not harm in any way your uranium business. Yeah, look, there's um, you know some of the investments that we may make will just to, to ensure that that the the uranium uh, processing capabilities, vanadium processing capabilities, can operate independently of the rare earths. Uh, so you know we're not going to harm our our core business, the uranium or the vanadium. Um, but there may need to be some investment to, to make sure that, you know, that they're, we're able to keep the two separated. So, uh, but you know, look, when, when it comes to, you know, what we can address at White Mesa, uh, I mean, the rare earths is our, our small tonnages compared to traditional uranium processing. You're only talking a, a few percent of the mill's capacity, whether it be through the plant itself or its tailings facilities. So, um, you know, the rare earth business is a real small tonnage business. We tell the market that our first goal um, is to get to about 15,000 tons of monazite feet, which would be equivalent to about 50% of current U.S. requirements for rare earth. So, so not in, uh, inconsequential, um, but uh, we certainly can go greater than that in, in time. But we do need to secure the feet. Um, you know, this is a initiative that, you know, effectively the Chinese about three, four years ago uh, started focusing on monocyte and they were able to secure feed fairly quickly. Uh, you know, we're hopeful we can do the same. Uh, so look, just watch the space, watch for more announcements, um, you know, watch for the building story. And I believe that there are those that were not believers will become believers in due course. Oh, I think I think they're well on the way to being believers. Your share price would suggest that. But one last question for if I, if I may, around. And sorry to keep banging on about this one, but I just having interviewed a lot of rare earth companies recently, and we've got a few more coming up. Is it's the question around sort of disconnected supply chains, right? So you, you are talking the language of being the American critical minerals hub with White Mesa and some of the uh, agreements that you're putting in place with people like Neo, like Camores, and, and, and sounds like more coming down the line. Is that what you think your investors, uh, institutional investors are buying into? Do you think that's what the what people are reacting to? This kind of slightly anti-China, well, not necessarily anti-China, but just self-sufficient 
um, ecosystem which you know the the US is trying to create this this is probably the only way they're going to be able to deliver that isn't it well that's that, that's my belief I mean if you look at the projections for Earth looking out over the 10 or 15 years I mean it, it, you know, like I said it's five tenfold increases you know I think we're going to need all sources of rare earths, you know, not just in the United States and Europe and in Australia, but but in China. So, you know, this is not, a, we're not focused on China. We're just focused on doing our business in the United States of America. So um, we think that uh, integration makes complete sense. Uh, we think that, um, you know, that, that because of our, our position with, with White Mesa, um, you know, it makes sense to do it at White Mesa. So, um, you know, we're, we're just playing our game here, Matt. We're playing our game. Uh, we think it's a good game. And, um, you know, we're just gonna, we're gonna keep doing what we think makes sense for our, our shareholders uh, and for these critical material supplies. So uh, uh, again, you know, hate to repeat myself, watch the space. Uh, we're very excited uh, that, that my team uh, is just beside themselves with excitement because they, they see, um, you know, the, the, the progress we're making. Um, and so, you know, I'm having a time of my life. I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity, if not once in a couple lifetimes opportunity. And we're going to make the best of it on every front we can, including the uranium front, including the vanadium front. And vanadium prices are going up again. So um, it's all coming up roses. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. I'm glad there's there's not this kind of adversarial language that we saw with the kind of Section 23T uranium component. And it's a case of we need all of the above. Uh, so that's really good. But there's a kind of American ecosystem which you seem to be at the heart of. So, you know, congratulations on the announcement. Thank you for taking my phone call. Uh, also, I do appreciate that because I know it's been a, a busy uh, few weeks for you. Man, it's always a pleasure to catch up with you and... Um you know, I think we last talked in uh, mid-January, and we were around four dollars, maybe four ten, four twenty a share, and now we're around six dollars a share. So, yeah, it's been a wild ride. But as I said, everybody else is getting a, a pretty good ride as well. So it's not just energy fuels, but we're just a different model than everybody else. I mean, there really isn't another energy fuels that I know of um, outside of China. Um, we're unique uh, on what we're what we're doing and how we're doing things. And uh, as I said, I feel completely blessed um, that we have this unique opportunity in front of us. And we're able to execute our plans as quickly as we are. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com. And of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.